and welcome to Eat the Damn Cake Podcast. My name is Maddie and Carly again sadly is not here but she again is here in spirit today i am so excited to introduce mark from dezo or drink dezo if you've ever heard of it i have a feeling you might have but he is one of the three co-founders of this business and i am so excited to have him on hello mark it's great to be here maddie i know we're so excited and um I think, you know, we talk a lot about fitness on this podcast, but I think sometimes it's so nice to get back to our roots of entrepreneurship and have other entrepreneurs on the podcast to talk about their journey, especially when it's not in the fitness industry and it's in a more product driven world, because I think a lot of people don't realize how much blood, sweat and tears go into that side of it. And, uh, Welcome. We're so happy Thank to have you. you. Um, we were talking a little bit before you came on, and you're actually a Boston native. I am. So, Newton? Grew up in Newton, went to Fezzedin, Nobles. Okay. Off to Virginia for school. Virginia, which school in Virginia? University of Richmond. Okay. What did you major in there? Marketing. Marketing? I yeah. mean, that's pretty on point. So, <laughs> Starting from the beginning, just a little bit about you. I know your other co-founders aren't here, but this kind of puts you in the spotlight. So it's kind of nice. I'm putting you right in the hot seat. Um, So when you were at school at Virginia and studying marketing, did you kind of know that you wanted to go into entrepreneurship or were you just kind of like going into marketing for other bigger businesses? What was that journey like for you? I was always really entrepreneurial. Okay. Um, Disclosure, my family actually owns the Bell and Hand in Boston. So I grew up around the bar business. I've yep. always been looking for ways to, you know, help my family and grow our business wow. uh, beyond just the physical establishment. Mm-hmm. And I actually, this is this is my second company. My first company was actually a, a digital identity management platform wow. for helping people connect in entertainment venues. So I've always kind of been focused on, you know, expanding and and whether it's a product or a technology within the entertainment ecosystem, mm-hmm. it's kind of just had my pulse on everything. Okay. So when, what year did you start your first business? I was 18. You were 18. Yeah, going into college. Oh my God. All right. So that is really nice. That's yeah. awesome. So did you, are you all done with that business or does it still exist? Yeah. Pretty much wrapped up. It's going to come back in a, a new life. Okay. Uh, no in spoilers. The okay, yeah. cool. That's awesome. Well, congrats. And then when you graduated college. Yep. Graduated uh, 2017. Nice. And that's actually, that summer is when we started tinkering with the potential that would become the drink. Okay. So were you the original founder, the brains behind the business, or did, were you already friends with your two co-founders? How did that come yeah. about? So I was, I, I guess you could say the original mixologist. Okay. Um, my partners, Tim and Thomas, yep. amazing guys. Tim, I actually grew up with, went to Fezzi and Nobles with. Oh my God. And Thomas was his roommate at Tulane. Cool. Um, so we all kind of converged in LA around this concept of creating a better for you alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone's had those nights <sighs> that you wake up the next morning and you really regret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we realized pretty early on into the seltzer craze that they were just not hitting the mark. No. Um, they were they were trying to optimize towards zero calories, zero sugars, zero carbs. Yeah. But they were missing the point of what consumers actually wanted, which was something that's all natural. Yeah. Uh, no artificial preservatives, ingredients, and really can actually provide value at the point of consumption. And that's why 
we started with our coconut water cocktail. So smart. Yeah. That, I mean, that is so smart because, I mean, I took hot Pilates yesterday and was like, I'm not going to drink anything. I'll drink coconut water because it has so yeah. many natural electrolytes. And I feel like not enough people realize that some of the drinks that we go towards or we gravitate towards originally before Dezo really isn't great for us. We think it's good for us, right? Because yeah. of the packaging and the labels. And we're like, oh, no calories. And, you know, honestly, they think maybe since it's a seltzer, it won't have as bad of a hangover, really. Because yeah. I feel like that's why I try to gravitate towards something that's not going to make me feel like shit the next day. And Dezo is just that. Yeah. Not to get too much into the secret sauce, but no, it, a lot of it much. is in the sugar content. Okay. Um, and the difference between even, you know, artificial sugars. Like, yeah. Or not artificial, natural, but yeah. substitutes like mm -hmm. monk fruit and stevia. They they spike your glycemic index a little bit differently than normal sugars. Okay. So it, it, it affects how your body can really process things. So you were in L.A., and were you all kind of just like, we are so, cause I mean, you were, you know, lower twenties to yep. start this business, right? So you're all probably living it up in LA and you're like, why you are we waking <laughs> up feeling like such shit yep. every day? And that's kind of where it sparked for you. Yeah. We were actually playing around. This is like 2017, 2018 yep. with the coconut water cocktail. We were making something similar at the bell for my friends or <laughs> like, what if we actually did this with real coconut water? Yeah. Um, and then that was kind of just the aha moment and we just kept rolling from there. Okay. So fast forward, how many years to get that first product out? First product launch, middle of COVID. Yeah. August, 2020. All right. And yeah. so tell me a little bit about, you know, launching a product in the first product of a, of a brand new yep. business in the middle of a pandemic. What did that look like? It was crazy. We actually had our entire launch party planned for March of 2020, like oh, right when everything in LA? started. Yeah. Oh my god. A nice $50 million Beverly Hills mansion. Mm. Had to backtrack a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Had to take a couple steps back. Yeah. So you still went forward with the launch though. We did. And did you feel like digital marketing was kind of the spearhead for you? Yeah. So it was interesting for us because obviously my background in bars and nightlife mm -hmm. um, was something that we wanted to really lean on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're forced to adapt with, to whatever the world throws at you. So we definitely leaned into digital marketing. My partner, uh, Tim Demersion, yes. you guys also might be familiar with him on TikTok. Yeah. Um, exploded on TikTok like right out of the gates in the pandemic. Yep. And he was just doing it for fun. He, yeah. You know, he was he, just making funny videos. I've seen then, his videos. They're yeah. quite funny. And uh, I mean, he blew up pretty much. Yeah, he has he a, a very big following, which I'm sure was awesome to kind of capitalize on yep. when you were launching your business. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So you, I've seen you, I've seen Dezo on TikTok though, and you're building up a following as well. And I'm sure, yep. you know, all of you now are really leaning into that. TikTok marketing, which is so big. Um, so after your launch in 2020, how did sales look? How how were you pushing your product out to try to make it succeed? Yeah. So liquor is a little bit different than most CPG products. Mm -hmm. You're going to, you have to go through a three-tier system. So we sell product to a distributor. The distributor sells it to the liquor stores and the mm -hmm. bars and restaurants. Um, so you're actually kind of focused on two points, really making sure the distributor's 
doing their job, getting out into the market, just uh, promoting your product to the right people. Absolutely. And then you're you're kind of on the other end, receiving the product at the stores and making sure the retailers, A, know what to do with it, but B, they're also incentivized to push it properly. Absolutely. So, I mean, did you ever go into any of the liquor stores and set up those A tables? Lot. Yeah. Having people test? Yeah. So out of the gate, we launched at around 100 stores in Southern California. Great. Um, with Southern Wine and Spirits, which is the largest distributor in the country. That's w- awesome. Yeah. It's great. It's also, it's a double-edged <laughs> sword because sometimes you're the small fish in a big pond. Correct. Um, so you definitely have to navigate different challenges with different types of partners. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. especially in the seltzer, you know, um, product base, there's so many. Yeah. And finding what can make you stick out compared to the others. I mean, I think you definitely have that point of we are different because of we're, we're making it better for you. Yeah. <laughs> what you're drinking is actually good for you compared to these other brands. But also I feel like, you know, like you said, small fish in a big pond, there's that, that worry of like how we have so much product. Like, did it, did you ever hit any skips or bumps or anything along the way? Or have you a been ton. pretty like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> ton. yeah. There's, there's no entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey without bumps. Trust me. Trials, tribulations, yeah. ultimately trials. You know, you know, some failures have to kind of, I mean, I think the only way to learn is through failing and yep. kind of making it be like, okay. Fail fast. Yeah. yeah. Fail fast, recover quick too. Yep. Um, so after that launch and after you launch into all of those stores, tell me a little bit about what the rest of that journey looked like, how you kind of started, you know, once bars and restaurants started to open, did you make your way into those yeah. bars and restaurants scene? Do you, you know, have you been doing a lot of influencer marketing? What, what does it look like for you? Sponsorships? Yeah. Um, so we've taken a little bit different approach than a lot of other companies. Uh, we know we, early on we started seeing people really love the drink. Yeah. So that was great. Really great validation for the product. Um, also the decision to expand to other product lines like the watermelon water and cactus water, which is prickly pear. Yep. All, all natural, healthy ingredients, high electrolyte content, low sugar content. Um, Hell yeah. So we had we had the product base, yeah. And so then it was, what does our go to market look like? And just kind of building off my background, my partner's background, we obviously hit the digital channel with Tim, mm-hmm. and we started expanding uh, into different hospitality groups. Great idea. Yeah. So our first kind of big hospitality partnership is with the H Wood Group in LA. Okay. Um, you guys might have heard of them. They do a lot of stuff with Drake and yeah, the, the Jenners and Kardashians. Oh yeah. yeah. So how did you get in on that? Did you just kind of, are you, are you the type you just barrel down the door and you're like, give your best pitch and put yourself out there. You got to knock on the back door. Yeah. 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 Find, find those, those pathways to, you know, least resistance. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. The liquor industry is really about relationships. Absolutely. Um, Like who, you know, who can vouch for you, who can say that you are a good person, not only that, but also a good businessman and business in general. And then you show the product. Exactly. And then the product kind of people, people and product. Yeah. Yeah. And the product speaks for itself, which is helpful. You're not selling something that people don't like. You're selling something that people love. No one's going to force it. Right. Exactly. So after you got in with that group, did, is that when you wanted to try to start coming out to the other coastline? Yeah, we always, you know, 
being from Boston, we have yeah. a lot of relationships here. Um, so that launched about six months after LA just because of pandemic timing. Right. Um, but yeah, we started kind of mirroring that model and expanding that on in Boston. Um, obviously at the Bell yep. was, was our first uh, account. <laughs> How? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> How did you get <laughs> know in someone there? who knows someone. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure you started seeing some rapid sales yeah. kind of build up. Yeah, it was actually really interesting. I, I like to think about that as like our launch at the Bell is uh a model that we can see and replicate in other properties. Yeah, tell us about it. Because it wasn't an instant success. Okay. Um, it 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 definitely had to be built. You definitely have to do all the right trigger points in the venue to get awareness. It's a it's a brand new brand. No one has literally ever seen it. Yeah, um, I or mean, tasted it. Right. So, how did you put yourself ahead of the others? Was it price point? Was it promos? How did you know? What did that look like? Yeah, I, I'd say point of sale is incredibly important. Um, you want to get to the consumer at their point of purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is really making sure the staff is engaged. Yes. Uh, bartenders can sell anything. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I was a bartender once, or yeah. a few times. And Iced in Eskimo. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, you know, educating the bartenders on the product, doing those tastings, yeah. getting in know, to know them, yeah, I feel like. Doing stuff like contests and yes. other things. to Like who sells the most. Yeah, get people excited. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So, you know, I was reading all about you, obviously. You know, I've got to do my fair share of creeping before I have a guest on just so I know all the things. Yep. Um, so now you're in New York, California, Florida, Boston, and you have other plans to expand anywhere else? Not New York. Yet. Oh, not New York yet. Okay, so Vegas. Vegas. Yes. Sorry. California, Vegas, Florida, Massachusetts. Where are you in Vegas? Uh, we're at All the Lease Liquors, which is a really good liquor yeah. chain. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably be launching with the Resorts World pretty soon. Um, That's great. And Congrats. This is kind of a good segue. So okay. from you know from having success in these kind of smaller high end entertainment properties, we were mm-hmm. able to kind of build a, a, a test case okay. of what it could be at a much larger experience. Mm-hmm. And this ultimately led into our partnership and launch with Insomniac, which is the nation's largest oh EDM festival producer. Wow. So our actually our first event with them was in Vegas, EDC Las Vegas last yes. year. How did that go? It was awesome. And so, you know, that is just proof right there, you know, we just went through that whole timeline of when you launched, you had to literally cancel your launch party, just cross your fingers and hope that with digital marketing and going and popping up in these, you know, sales spaces that people would recognize your brand. There was a lot of house parties. Yeah. Everything kind of shifted from the above ground to the underground. So, and you had to be there with your product and I'm sure I think a lot of people think, you know, when you start a business, you're like, oh, you know, you you have all the product. You can just give it away. And yes, you have to give away product, but also you have to make that create customers. Yeah. yeah. Create customers, create paying customers and the people that are always going to come back and support you. Yeah, And that's the beauty also of kind of hospitality in general. You're creating customers in the experiences that they want to drink the product versus, mm-hmm. you know, retail. You go in. There's a million options on the shelf. Yeah. How are you going to choose which one? And then ultimately when you do, there's kind of a lag between 
choosing it and then the actual experience itself. Absolutely. And, um, you know, for Drink Dezo and for Dezo, is there a five-year, 10-year goal? Like, what are we looking at? What What is getting you excited to keep yeah. going? Uh, we have an incredible engine in Insomniac to get the product out there. There's They service, you know, millions of tickets a year. Millions. Um, some of the... Also with some of the top DJ acts in the world. Yeah. Um, so we're definitely going to grow around that partnership. And then it's really building retail around our hospitality. Absolutely. Endeavors. I mean, yeah. so, you know, I think this is so exciting and this is so awesome. And so you graduated college in 2017. So 27, you 27 or 28? 28 right now. 28. Yeah. Okay. So Looking at your all three of you, Tim and Thomas, 28, 27. 27 yeah. Okay. So you are all living proof of, you know, if you have that grit and that drive and that awesome idea, you know, and you're willing to put in the work, it can happen for you. 100%. But also, you have to be prepared for, you know, a pandemic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's hopefully, no, hopefully not, not another again. one of those. Yeah. Um, but for those, you know, those things that get thrown at you 100%. that you're not expecting. And have you found that it helps to have two other people as your co-founders to, you know, bounce ideas off and find that support? Like, yeah. has it ever gotten strained at all since you're all friends or do you all work well together? We you work think? well together. That's good. We all kind of balance each other out, which is amazing. Um, I will say, you know, just on the entrepreneurial journey, the most important thing is just to start. Yes. You know, you have to put one foot in front of the other. You're not always going to know where the world's going to lead. If there's going to be a <laughs> pandemic, right. there could be in uh, yeah, California. I worry about earthquakes. I know. We had monsoons for two weeks. I know. So where in L.A. are you? Uh, Beverly Hills. Okay. So yeah. were you guys okay for that through that? You know, the earthquake or the, or the, the, monsoons. the monsoons? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't bad. For the most part. <laughs> there actually, there was an earthquake two years ago. That It was my first earthquake experience. And Tim and I were in our living room. And it, this was literally the morning of July 4th. Oh my gosh. And we were pretty hungover from the night before. <laughs> Had some other products besides Dezo. Right. Yeah. Of course. A little too many tequila shots. And. <laughs> Uh, the room just started shaking and we were like, are we hungover or is or <laughs> this an earthquake? And we had to look outside and you could see, you know, the, the phone lines waving, the water in the pool, you know, splashing. It was, it was crazy. Did you find out like what grade earthquake? Was it high? It was, or? It was high. I think it was a seven one. It was pretty big. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. And then there was an aftershock like two days later, I was in a movie theater and the seats started waving and I, that was, that was it for me. Is that the only one they've you've experienced so far? There's been little ones, but that was, that was a big one. I don't know yeah. if I would be able to, I, I always say in theory, I would love to, I, I love San Diego. Yeah. Um, I hate winter. So I'm envy that you live somewhere yeah. that you don't really have to go through them. But then I think I forget that there are things like earthquakes and monsoons, yeah. and like other things that happen. It's a really there. primal experience. Like I think it really triggers something deep down in humans oh my yeah, gosh. and all animals. I you know. can only imagine. Cause you're like, your fight or flight goes off. Yeah. You're like, what the hell am I going to do right now? For days. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause you're waiting for that exactly. aftershock. Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to deal with that. Hurley, yeah. you hear that? You can't leave us. <laughs> you can't go to LA cause there are earthquakes and I just worry too much about you. <laughs> you and we're, we're pretty overdue for another one. So really, yeah. I, I didn't even know that they happened that often. I guess yeah. I'm way out of touch of the LA stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think that, 
it's important, you know, like you said, to remind yourself, if you have that one thing you want to do, if you have that one goal, just start. And if you fail, you have to get up. And if you fail again, you have to get up and do it again because no one's an overnight success. There are very few businesses that launch and immediately it's the number one product. There's that behind the scenes look. I'm sure lots of sleepless nights, a lot of taste testing that probably didn't taste that good at first where you were like, shit. 26 trials for the coconut water. 26. What about the others? We got our palate a little more refined (laughs) over time and just our process dialed. But yeah, it took probably like 10 to 15 for the other ones. I mean, and you know, when people taste the product that launched, they probably don't even think about that. They're like, oh, it tastes so good. It probably like first try. It was terrible at first. Really? And the one we were making in the kitchen was better than the one we got when we started working with another group. Right. Um, And then, I mean, that they probably fine tune the process a little bit more for you. So then. You have to re-go through with the yep. tasting. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible that, you know, after 26, you landed on that one. Yep. And that one was your success story. Yep. And now you have this amazing, you know, framework of those products, but also all these incredible relationships you've built now. And, I mean, the fact that you are going to be hopefully at all of these big music festivals. So everyone, if you're a music festival goer, look out for Dezo, show some support, show some local small business love, but not so small anymore. I feel like you were a small business. We're still, we're still Boston at heart. (laughs) I know Boston at heart. I, when he, when I walked in, I was like, so are you from here? He's like, well, yeah, but I don't live here anymore. I was like, (laughs) "I, I get it. I feel like with products like this too, does it help to be in LA? Yeah, there's definitely more of a health focus. Yeah. But Boston is an incredible market for us. Yeah. Actually, we're up to, I think, like 450 accounts in Boston. Really? Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, if you're listening, our our podcast is most, most people from Boston area are listening. So you can find Dezo in your local, like, liquor stores, I'm sure. Yeah, liquor stores, bars, restaurants, obviously all the big night spots. Bell in Hand, y'all. Go show Bell some love hand. to Bell in Hand. I'm sure a lot of our listeners already do. I've had some There's good nights there. <laughs> but, Dezo, if you want to wake up feeling less of that hangover, a little, have those electrolytes, you don't have to mix liquid IV into your drink anymore. No. Because it's right here. Natural liquid IV. Na- and it's a lot less sugar. I was yeah. horrified the other day. I looked at liquid IV and was like, oh, I'm going to compare it. Because Water Boys, another yeah. small business on um, TikTok that I feel, have you guys crossed over with them at all ever? No. Well, I think it's two or three guys similar. I They pop up. I feel like all small businesses pop up on my For You page. But a lot of those liquid hydration sticks have so much sugar in them. So we're drinking it before we go out thinking it'll help us, but it probably actually hurts us more. Instead, we just need to go for a better drink like Dezo. So I know you brought something special today. We did. So do you want to say, you can say what it is, but we won't actually say what it is. We're launching two new flavors and I wanted to taste test with you, Maddie. I'm so excited. I'm such Just a good taste pure tester. Emotional reaction. Emotional reaction. I can't tell you the flaves. I can I'll describe how I feel. <laughs> I taste you them. want the right or the left first? Right first. Right first. Okay. 
I'm so excited. What time is it? Oh, perfect. Just a, a little palate cleanser, 11. That's <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I just, if you guys have not tried Dezo yet, it is sparkling. But for my peeps that don't like sparkling beverages, I want you to urge to try this or just take that little, <laughs> what is it? That spinner, that frother. You can just froth the, the bubbles right out. It's very lightly carbonated. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I've i never felt like it's too carbonated. Okay. Oop, I just spilled. Okay. Oh, wow. So I can't describe it, but this first flavor, once they launch it, you'll be able to hopefully look back and I'll maybe post very crisp flavoring. The carbonation is not too much at all. Yeah. It's if you're not a carbonated girly, like I feel like white claws have too much carbonation for me. I don't, I don't like them very much. This one, just a little bit on your tongue. And then when you swallow it, it's not too fizzy. Oh my God, this is so good. How many tries did it get to take this one? Not that many. Not that many? It's a a different take on a classic. It is. That's a good way to put it. Different take on a classic, and I would say a much better take than your typical. It has more personality. Yes, it has a little bit more popped to the... the, the taste buds. And I feel like if I bl- was blind taste testing this, I would actually be able to figure out what the flavor was because it doesn't taste like an artificial version of the flavor, if that makes yeah. sense. I, that's all I'm going to say. So if you, if you guys are sleuths thinking about it, <laughs> maybe we'll figure it out. Okay. I'm ready for the number, for two. number two. I'm like, I even took a second sip. I'm like, how, Ooh, I don't even, I haven't even seen the actual this flavor one, yet. This one is a- Favorite. This is your fave? Ooh. I'm really excited for this one. Okay. Okay, it smells so good, first of all. Yeah, the nose is great. Oh. I mean, I like, I really do like the other one. Yeah. <laughs> but this one is so good. Okay. First of all. It's hard to do it without saying. I know. (laughs) So first of all, let's just let's just talk the seltzer in general. So even if you're drinking the watermelon water, the prickly pear, the coconut water, it all tastes. This is kind of dangerous. Like there's no alcohol in it. Yeah. What's the percentage on it? Five and a half. So, okay, this is a great. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's like a a good um, it's like beer but it's not as heavy as beer it's like the same percentage close but it's more than a light beer a little bit less than a Bud Light Platinum right and like more than a high noon yeah it is more than a high noon high noon is what 4.5 yeah or five five yeah Mm. okay so the second flavor again once you open it you smell the flavor immediately which I feel like a lot of seltzers actually you don't have that because again, it's ninety eight percent artificial sweeteners and so it's flavors. A little flavoring on top. Yeah, yeah and ours this, is really the carbonated fruit juice itself yeah. blended with the spirit. This is so good. Yeah, I'm like already feeling warm inside. I've had three sips of seltzer. Five point five will creep up. I know, you. right? I'm like, okay, let's get this day going. Um, so I don't want to. I don't want to give any anything away but again another great take on a classic that i feel like a lot of brands try to do but they don't necessarily do it well 
Because I, for one, whenever I go and have a drink, right, the last thing you want to do is pick it up, taste it, and be like, oh, my God, I just taste like syrup. Like, it tastes like a syrupy drink. Yeah. By no means are we, you know, professional mixologists. I mean, I guess we kind of are now. You kind of are. You're five flavors now. Yeah. This is all done by, we, like, tell people we're expert consumers. So we know... It's really important for drinks to taste good throughout right. the entire drinking experience from the nose when you open up the can to the first sip to how it sits on the palate. And then the aftertaste is incredibly important, especially with all these other yeah. drinks. You're going to get that artificial aftertaste, stick to your tongue kind of Ugh. flavor. Yeah. See, I it, it, I don't like the taste of Splenda. So yeah. anyone listening, I've talked about it on the podcast before. I think Truly is disgusting because it just tastes like Splenda to me and I like I can't cannot handle it. I actually really don't drink a lot of seltzer anymore because I was one of those consumers that di- overdid it. You know, you got excited and yeah. then you realized, Oh, this is just the cold 45 with flavor. Right. Like yeah. the OG remember spiked seltzer, the yeah. very first, I don't even know. I think it's called Bon and Viv yeah. now. Budweiser. Yeah. Like so gross. Yeah. I can't even look at them. So now Thinking about my full circle seltzer journey, I think I found my new drink of choice. This would, is this is the future of drinking. It really is. Yeah. And when I tell you guys, I'm honest, I would say if I didn't like it, I actually really like it. And I had a feeling I would the minute that he cracked them open because it smells like the flavor that you are drinking, it doesn't smell like yeah, chemicals. The fruit, the fruit itself. Exactly. Yeah. It, it does not smell icky. So the new flavors are bomb. Let me Love just it. tell you, congratulations. This Thank is you. This is so exciting. And I think it's a great reminder to all of the listeners um, that small businesses are the way to go, they are. first of all. And second of all, that if you have that inspiration to just chase for it and go for it. And I think that your success story is so inspiring to me as an entrepreneur, but also it should be inspiring to anyone else that just, you know, is an onlooker on a great brand in a, and a brand that stands for much more than just another alcoholic beverage, something that actually is going to make you feel a little bit better. And that is Caring about the ingredients that yeah. you're putting in them because respecting your body. Exactly. Cause yeah. there's really not many brands out there anymore that are putting in that effort because they want their consumer to feel good. They just want those dollar bills. Yep. So please do support Dezo and Mark, tell us where we can find Dezo online, Instagram, your co-founders, Tim and Thomas, tell us everything, plug yourself so our listeners can go find you. Yeah, the best place is www.drinkdezo.com. We have a store locator. You can Amazing. check it out. Yeah, That's They're so smart. Over. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> all over um, in Boston, Wild Duck, um, oh, North Station Liquors by the Garden. Hell yeah. Uh, in Newton, you can get us at Marty's, Gordon's. Hell yeah. Yeah. These are all really good places. Um, okay, and I'm sure so many people are going to go. Loco and Southie. Oh, yeah. I've seen you guys at Loco. And I'm sure popular at Loco because after a couple margaritas, you're not going to go for the third margarita, I don't (laughs) think. Um, And then Instagram. You're all over Instagram and TikTok. What are those handles? Everything's Drink Dezo. At Drink Dezo. Yep. Yep. And then do you have an Instagram? Do you? 
that people can follow you? I do. You can. He's like, I'm not going to plug myself. I, I already told him. I was like, this is just going to be a huge plug for you. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Um, go follow Drink Dezo. Show some support to a, even though it's now in L.A., our Boston-based founders. We love them. And um, hopefully another time that you're all here, we would love to have you on again. Talk about yourselves and just tell us about your progress. Yeah. Um, Because I'm sure since your last interview, they were on Drinks After Work, you've probably grown a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff can happen in a few months. Right. So it's pretty cool to look back at these interviews, I'm sure, and see that you're just not stopping now. You're just going to keep going. 100%. Mark, thank you so much for being here. Um, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And go show some love for Dezo. Everyone have a great day. <laughs>